0: Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw and this is Hash It Out. Happy Friday, I hope you had a fantastic week. We are going to dive right back into our question of the week. My partner and I are in a pursuer-distancer dynamic. What do you do when the pursuer needs the flooded distancer to comfort them during a conflict? What are some strategies? So far, we have looked at common conflict patterns, breaking down pursuing and distancing. We've looked at what it might actually look like in a relationship. We've talked about what to do in order to prevent the pattern in the first place. And yesterday, we looked at how to map your conflict pattern. Today, I want to address the entire core of the question. How can the distancer comfort the pursuer? And I have kind of already been answering it. Because first, the distancer and the pursuer need to know that there are in fact conflict patterns and they're going to have to recognize that they're common and there are ways to work them out. Otherwise, they will both feel shame, they will both feel overwhelmed and they will be likely to close off about changing. And then they might start to think really mean thoughts about each other and blame each other. You see, both people in this dynamic are doing their thing for a reason they both want to prevent things from getting worse the pursuer wants to talk about things because they don't want things to go to shit the distancer wants to distance because they don't want things to get worse they don't want to get in an argument they don't want to feel more tired they just want to prevent things from getting worse so actually both people usually kind of want the same thing and If you can recognize that the dynamic is both common and also making things worse, it might help you to motivate you to do something different. So if you are a pursuer or a distancer, make sure to listen to Monday's episode so you can hear that it's really common for people to be in this pattern. The awareness is your first step towards change. Second, you're going to have to understand with distancing or pursuing even sounds like what it actually looks like in a relationship in order to be able to recognize it within yourself before you can even begin to get the comfort you need as the pursuer or offer it as the distancer you need to know that you are in fact doing something that might be preventing yourself from either getting that comfort or giving it and then you need to identify what it is make sure you listen to Tuesday's episode where you can begin to identify. The third step towards change, which we've looked at, is to be able to consider your pattern, to map them. We did that yesterday. So now you know exactly what the pattern is and you're making a commitment to change it. For the sake of this question, if you decided that you are going to change that part of the interaction where you shut down instead of reassure, That is great, you've made a choice. And as the pursuer, my guess is you have figured out that there is something you might be doing that is keeping your partner at a distance. And so you've made a choice to maybe change that. So you have to make a choice. By this point, you've built awareness, you've identified the issue, you have made a choice. Now I would like to share with you some things that you could do differently. So here is a big secret about the pursuer-distancer dynamic. And sometimes it is hard to take in. But what I can tell you from working with hundreds of couples is that it works. So when people are in the pursuer-distancer dynamic, the best way to change it is to learn how to flip roles. Not entirely. You're never going to go from being a complete pursuer to a complete distancer. You are never going to go from being a distancer to complete pursuing. And what you need to learn to do is to switch roles. So if you are a distancer, your partner is going to pursue you less when you start to move towards them on your own. When you reassure them, when you have conversations, when you give them information, they're gonna feel safer with you. And because of that security, they're going to be less likely to chase you. And if you're a pursuer, learning how to offer breaks in conversation, how to give some trust, to allow the person to take space, how to schedule ahead, how to pick a good time, That's going to allow your partner to have space to lean into, to get closer to you. So that's the first tip. You have to be willing as the pursuer if you want that comfort to give some space. And if you're the distancer and the pursuing is really overwhelming to you, it's your job to learn to lean in, to offer comfort to the other person, to have the other person feel pursued okay so that's a really big important secret but here are some other things that I want to share with you that you can do differently number one if you are the distancer and you catch yourself shutting down in a conversation call the elephant out in the room if you are the pursuer and you catch yourself going on and on and on call the elephant out in the room catch yourself out loud Honey, I recognize I am totally shutting you down right now. Babe, I'm really sorry. I realize that you said it's not a good time and I keep talking about it. I'm gonna give us a break. And reassure, I love you. I just truly can't talk about this right now. Or I love you so much, it's really hard for me, but I'm gonna give us some space. Calling out the elephant in the room is huge puts you both on the same page it kind of awakens some new awareness in both of you and telling the person you love them being honest about what's happening for you at the same time while telling them that you love them goes a long way okay number two talk to each other when you're not in conflict and come up with a plan discuss together what the best times to talk tend to be How you can best set up a convo. So do you prefer a heads up? Do you like to take time to think about things? And, you know, for the pursuer, maybe you want to say, even if I bring something up and it's not a good time for you, it helps me. If you let me know when I should check back. Come up with a plan. As the pursuer, let your partner know, next time we get into this argument that we get into where we're pursuing and distancing, this is what really helps me to feel comforted. You know, even if you can't talk to me, it would really help if you give me a hug. Even if you can't talk to me, it would really help if you gave me a kiss. It would really help if you just told me you love me. Those things will help me. So that's part of coming up with a plan. Now, again, bringing relational awareness into this, the pursuer is not the only person that needs comfort here. So, as the pursuer, you might want to hear what the distancer needs, and as the distancer, it's going to be your job before these incidences take place to let the pursuer know what you need. Hey, it really overwhelms me when you bring up a topic and I wasn't even aware that you were going to bring it up. It's so comforting to me if you let me know ahead of time or it's really comforting to me if i can kind of predict that we're going to talk about something plan ahead talk about how you want to talk about things i know it's very meta and it's very important okay number three if you and your partner go through the cycle and you distance and you pursue and nothing gets resolved Take accountability for your part after the fact. After the fact, apologize for your part. And especially if you're the distancer, make a good faith effort to enter back into the conversation. So that might sound like saying something like, I'm really sorry I couldn't talk about that earlier. I know it's important. I'd really like to talk about it now. If this isn't a good time, what would be a good time? So show that you're committed to having the conversations. The first suggestion works in the moment. It helps the other person know what's going on for you internally and lets them know they're loved even when you can't engage. So whether you're the pursuer or the distancer, you both have that job. You have to let the other person know what's going on for you and then you have to let them know that they're loved because both of you have a job to communicate and comfort each other. The second suggestion works before by letting your partner know that you're committed to making this better together. So this is helping you to plan before the event. The third suggestion offers comfort afterwards by letting your partner know that you're aware of how you've impacted them and by moving the conversation forward, by moving towards it instead of away from it. Thank you so much for being here with me this week. I cannot wait for next week when we are going to be digging into another listener question. I'm Liz Earnshaw and you can find me at Liz Listens on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Good Risings. If you enjoy this podcast, let us know by leaving a review. We love hearing from you. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.